0: It's time for the PSL Radio Show for all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. PSL Radio Show. Show. 6.31 on SFM, San Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to the PSL radio show Sigrun We've got a very busy show for you tonight. One uh, will be chatting to a man who's uh, out of the country and another who is uh, set to be leaving the country in just a, mo- uh, a moment. But uh, sports news wise, let me just tell you this. Luke Imel, the Polokwane City coach, has resigned with immediate effect. That is some breaking news for you. I can tell you that his uh, win last night, City's uh, 3-2, uh, 3-1 win over African All-Stars in the Nairn Bank Cup last night, ended the seven game winless run. But that is the news coming through at the moment. We'll get into it with Johan de cricket. CSL Radio Show, Radio Show proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. SFM, South Africa's news and information. Needle. Let's jump straight into the cricket. First up, South Africa uh, all out for 308 eventually against uh, New Zealand, but that uh, spirit, uh, attack spearheaded by Trent Bolt. Uh, certainly superb bowling by uh, by Trent Bolton, one of the finest short-form bowlers in the world, but he's proving again to be a thorn in the South African side in a longer version of the game. But uh, Kane Williamson then stepping up with a bat and taking New Zealand to 177 for three at the close on the second day of the first test in Dunedin. We've got uh, cricket correspondent Johan Larue on the line to take us through what happened on uh, day two. Johan, thanks for joining us. Um, great to see Dean Elgar, first and foremost, getting to his uh, best uh, test score but uh, after that, Trent Bolton, Neil Wagner Show.
1: Thank you very much, Dwayne. Yeah, we spoke about it on, on S F M Sports Wrap last night. It's all going to be about how the Pro continue batting from where they left off yesterday and whether Dean Algar and Timbo Bavuma were able to build on that foundation that they laid yesterday. Unfortunately, not able to build on too much. Uh, as you today, Dean Algar uh, did not a 140-highest score in Test cricket, so job done for him. But you uh, would like to have continued batting a little bit longer. Timber, so great to see him finding some form again he scored 64 but again not able to continue and uh, perhaps turn that into triple figures Quinton de and Vernon Philander making contributions of 10 and 21 and from the bowlers not too much so 308 I think that would have been the Proteus first uh, target is to at least get to that 300 mark but it might be a little bit too uh, small a uh, total uh, batting first on this pitch in Dunedin and then yeah simply terrific uh, from Kane Williamson just the way that he settled New Zealand ...after they lost Tom Latham early on. It was a good delivery by Vernon Philander to get rid of Latham for 10... But And Jeet Ravel as well there for 102. And then at one stage, it looked like those two might be able to bat South Africa out of the game. But Keshav Maharaj, after struggling early on, managing to make the breakthrough as he got rid of Ravel for 52. And then a double blow for New Zealand because soon after, Ross Taylor had to walk back to the changing room as well. Not because he was out, but because he hurt his Calf muscle, Mm. and uh, he's out retired, hurt at the moment, which doesn't necessarily mean that he can't come back. But the way that he was walking off doesn't seem too good, so he's currently standing on eight. And Henry Nichols also losing his wicket later on. So, yeah, even Stevens at the moment, uh, New Zealand ending the day 177 for three, trailing by 131 runs. So it's all going to be again about how these two batsmen at the crease, uh, or not necessarily Jeetan Patel because he's a night watchman, but how someone like Kane Williamson and Jimmy Nisham, if they can form a good partnership, they, they might just be able to take control of the test again.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that because Colin DeGrando was started to actually play and then was left out by the New Zealand management because Nisham was expected to be a better batsman. In a sense, if those two build a partnership, South Africa could be in trouble. But on the flip side of that, Johan, and uh, I'd love to get your take on this, are South Africa realistically only two, maybe three wickets away from really, really hitting a fairly long tail?
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, the, the, with Jason Patel, they uh, of course he, the, the Proteas will want to and get rid of him as quickly as possible because uh, these night watchmen can be a yes. little bit annoying once they start playing their shots but Nisham and Watling, I think both their averages in test cricket are above 30, so both of them can bat but yeah, if you pick up 2-3 wickets then you enter the tail of New Zealand uh, and then they could uh, fall apart, but again it all depends on if the batsman at the crease can settle in, but I can also tell you that Vernon Philander will be raring to go, he's got some nice swing and I'm sure in the first session tomorrow there will be really Plenty of swing on offer again, and uh, if, if Vernon Philander gets going, we might just see him uh, rip through the New Zealand lower order. But again, it's all lying on the shoulders of Kane Williamson and, and someone like Jimmy Neesham to see if they can't uh, get a, a New Zealand a lead. I think a lead of 50 or 100, you would say that New Zealand will be in control of that of the Test match at that stage. But if they manage, if South Africa manages to bowl New Zealand out for 308 or less. You would think that the Proteas would be in control at that stage because it does mean that the Black Caps still need to back last. And on this track, I'm sure it's going to start falling apart at some point, and then someone like Keshav Maharaj can really take advantage.
0: Indeed, indeed. Well, Kane Williamson certainly I think is going to be key, but I just wonder, as you say about how serious that injury is to Ross Taylor Uh, for New Zealand's sake, uh, hoping it's not too serious, but from a South African perspective we would love to see the back end of uh, Ross Taylor permanently from a test perspective, but uh, Johan LaRue, time's against us, thank you very much for your insights and opinions, go and enjoy the third day's action we'll get uh, your uh, insights tomorrow evening on SFM Sports Wrap
2: Thanks, Wayne SFM and Birchwood Hotel invite you and your loved one to the Ekur Leni Come Jazz Evening on Friday 10th March at the Birchwood Hotel in Boxburg East Rand. Performing live on stage will be the legendary and revered Vusi Maslasela, supported by Opa Poi Poi Makubela and The Remnants. The Jazz Night also endeavours the utmost humour from Tepo Matose and Smokey. Tune in to SFM and stand a chance to win two VIP tickets and one night accommodation for you and your partner. For booking, visit www.bertrudhotel.co.za or call 011 897 0000. Sfm giving you liberty of jazz.
0: This human rights man. Channel Africa, the SABC's international radio station, is looking for freelance producers who are fluent in Chinyanja, Silozi, French and Portuguese. If you are a fluent speaker of any of these languages and you live in Khoteng, please send a CV to radiojobs at sabc.co.za. The closing date is Friday the 10th of March, 2017. CSL Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Soccer <laughs> So, South Africa's news and information leader now, uh, a couple of intriguing results midweek in the APS Premiership. Platinum Stars uh, getting themselves into the top of the standings. They uh, beat Golden Arrows by two goals to know that the Royal Buff Kings uh, Sports Palace that on uh, on Tuesday. And uh, now they've got a very tough fixture list immediately ahead of them. We're uh, delighted to say Kevin Johnson, the head coach of Platinum Stars, is on the line. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Good evening.
2: Uh, good evening again, Joanne, and uh, good evening to all your listeners and thank you for having me on your show.
0: Uh, is, uh, let's let's go back to this match Very briefly uh, 2-0 against Golden Arrows it, it seemed a fairly convincing display Were you happy with the performance And, and indeed the result?
2: Yeah yeah. You know The the, the first half was very good I thought we could have scored More than one goal But in saying that uh, We played against a very good team In Golden Arrows And uh, You know We always knew that Second half was going to be Difficult And uh, They came on They piled the pressure But uh they had the ball for a lot of while, but uh, we, we we managed to keep them at bay, and then uh, we scored the the second one, which put the uh, which practically put the game to bed. But uh, we happy with the result because uh, you know you are playing a team that was I think in the beginning of the season for a few weeks or something they were top of the log, and has really put a good team together, young and old players. So uh, it was a good fight.
0: Yeah, certainly there were the uh, the early pace setters were Lamont for Golden Arrows. I I do want to ask you about uh, keeping another clean sheet though. Defensively, are you are you happy with the with the squad, the way things are are, are, are turning out at the moment? And uh, in particular, one one name sort of stands out, Lilo. I mean, I know he scored against Sundowns, and what would turn out to be a consolation. But are you happy with the way the defence is uh, is going at the moment? Yeah, well, uh
2: Dane, look since the beginning of the year. If I look at everything, then we've only conceded two goals.
0: Yeah, against Sundowns, of, uh,
2: 2017. So we're happy with the with the with the partnership of uh, uh, Milo and 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 Willem. Yeah, uh, with Ryan on the right hand side and Zulie on the other side. So there's there's been a bit of consistency, but more than that, I think uh, you know the the midfield has been a move of certain players coming in, certain players going out. But that has also helped us a lot and that tells me that, you know, whoever played in the midfield, there's, 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 uh, there's cohesion happening there. And then of course the, the, the front strikers who I believe are, are also keeping the play, the, the, the team going because you always defend from the front and they've been doing, been doing a good job. So we're happy with the whole team.
0: That, that, why I asked about it was. i Remember you went through that patch where you conceded three goals to was at Ajax, Free State Stars, and Bolagwane City in, in in successive matches. But since then, I think you've played nine or ten games and you've actually kept seven clean sheets in that time, which is which is thoroughly impressive. Uh, so, so it just seems to me that there was something that just snapped, changed, fell into place. Do you do you have any any answers as to what it was? Could you put your finger on it. Yeah. Look,
2: uh, it's about going on the training field. Uh, doing and, uh, concentrating a little bit more, giving the players, uh, a lot more, more, more exercises that has their brain working a little bit better. And, uh, you always defend from the front. And uh, if you're able to defend from the front, then the bad guys know more or less what they have to do and how they have to pick up and, uh, you know, respect to, to, to all the other defendants. That you send it to send the back trade has really, really done, uh, done well uh, in the last game since uh, 2017
0: started. Uh, now, I do want to move on to chat about the uh, continental competition because I know tomorrow morning you're going to be getting up very early and you're heading off to uh, Ortambo International Airport because you're off to go play vipers in uh, in uganda you're playing the away leg first which means even if you lose four 0 just a random example you can still come back and win six one in the uh in the second leg and and advance to the next <laughs> round of the competition it's just a random example of numbers those of course kevin um but 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 in all seriousness playing away first leg are you happier about the uh the decision uh, the uh yeah, no, draw. uh
2: it doesn't always I, I i think uh either way during i think, uh if you if you prepare correctly, whether you play away or whether you play at home, it doesn't matter. Uh, Barcelona showed everybody last night that yeah. nothing is impossible. Uh, and uh, uh, you know we we playing away. We the one thing about Ugandan football is that it is on television. You are able to get some form of of, of, of live te- television coverage from their league. You're able to look at the players, you're able to, uh, for example, I know they've just changed their coach in the last three days. I think on the seventh, today the ninth, they put, in their own, they put in a new coach and the coach that was coaching them is now the assistant coach. So you can already maybe see in their team that yes, they come out on the continental competition, maybe a little bit more fired up. Because of the new coach, you know, they always say new broom sweeps clean. So we don't know what, what's going to happen, but we are able to identify who their key players are, what they do in set pieces, what they do in open play. Uh, so we, we work on that, uh, the whole week and we uh, hopefully we've done the correct thing, And when we do get there, we're able to at least play to a 0 draw or otherwise you always, back yourself
0: and uh, come over and move it, it must be one of those uh, intriguing situations in a sense it must be a, a great experience to to get as much information as you possibly can from, from every angle but you're doing this on the, on a number of fronts at the moment because you're playing teams that are not in your league in a sense you're playing Amazulu in the Nedbank Cup as well I suppose it's a little easier to, to monitor aside from KwaZulu and Natal than from, uh, from Uganda. But still, uh, you, you, talked about the video footage. It's more readily available possibly for the, uh, for the Ugandan team than it is for, for Amazulu. But has it, <laughs> has it been, has it been, I suppose there's an irony there, but has, has it been a bit of a challenge in trying to, uh, prepare adequately for all these teams?
2: You know what the whole thing, uh, uh for me doing is, the- My backroom staff, I think they have been excellent in how we do it together. That has kept the momentum in the team uh, at a level whereby we play a game game every three days or a game every 72 hours. You understand what I'm saying? And the momentum, as far as the players are concerned, that is what uh, has made sure that we as Platinum Stars, we play a certain game of football. Uh, we are going to play against, example, Golden Arrows. They play like this. Therefore, guys, what we need to do is maintain the vein that we are in, but be careful of X, Y, and Z that they do often in their games. And that is what, what, what's been our plus sign going out now, is that the people at the back of me, are actually doing a lot more work than they would do in a normal day uh, day PSL PSL competition. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, the changing of the competition is also uh, looking like it's working for the players. Because one week you're, in the, you, you're on the continent, the other week you are back uh, against local guys. And the mindset has been the same since we started. So uh, we are happy for that.
0: Yeah, at least, as long as the players are uh, mentally prepared for it, I suppose, but uh, as you say, real credit to your backroom staff. Speaking of uh, uh, individuals that, that I want to well, highlight on a, on a separate note to Platinum Stars at the moment, one, one in particular is uh, Young Kurisang. You've obviously been watching with interest his performances at the the under-20 Africa Cup of Nations. What have have you thought of his performances and uh, how how do you feel it bodes for his future as a a national team player both at youth international and indeed potentially full international?
2: I think he's done excellent for himself. I think he he understands because when you look at what he's done within the game to qualify him for yeah. The finals in, in 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 Korea, I think the the second and the third goal both comes from his passes, and that is a little bit of a a platinum star stamp, if I may, if I, if we may brag about it, because he yeah. comes from the side and he cuts back the ball, and that's typical of what we do in our games. So yes, it's been carried across to the national team, and we're happy for him. Uh he's he's a lot of maturity. He's only eight I think he's turned eighteen this year. So he's still got some time ahead of him, but I do believe uh he's got a bright future for himself if he keeps his feet on the ground.
0: Yeah, very, very important for his development as well Just to see him performing on this stage Though is excellent I think uh, you know, going to the uh, FIFA Under-20 World Cup in Korea Can only uh, take him from uh, strength to strength But um, Kevin Johnson, meanwhile I, 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 I must applaud what you've done so far With Platinum Stars From a, from a defensive structure perspective I think uh, the, the improvement has been vast From those, those three consecutive uh, matches In which you conceded three I, I, I'm, I'm watching Continued improvements of Platinum Stars And I certainly wish you everything at the best Against both Vipers, home and away And indeed against Amazulu in the uh, Nedbank Cup Next uh, next week
2: Thank you very much, John And uh, yes, I hope those 3-3-3 three, three, three games Never, never <laughs> happen again in our lifetime Because they were good And I have to correct you I have to tell you that you were correct In your last assessment on Gift Lees Yes It uh, is 19 years old oh, you, you so I have to correct you and I have to tell you that
0: fantastic so 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 after a long debate uh, for those who might have missed it, gift links there was a, there was a there was a question mark as to whether or not he was 17 or 19 but in the end it turns out he is 19 so glad that everything yes, is he is, he is.
2: I, I I I think I, I look at it wrong I I, I I take the blame and no one else because I've been with him since he was 10 years old and have he's he, you know he's one of those Children that uh, you look at them and you think, but you can never be 19 then. You, choose, you <laughs> need a little bit more fat or something like that That's to right. make you
0: 19. <laughs> all oh, good, all good. No, I, I, I looked at the jersey number and I thought he plays with jersey 19. I wonder if I confused the two by saying he's 19 because <laughs> his jersey is 19. So either way, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. But listen, best of luck Go and enjoy yourself in uh, in Uganda. Let the guys have fun. I'm sure you'll come back with a positive result.
2: No, thank you very much, and uh, thank you again to all your listeners, and thank you for
0: having me on the show. CSL Radio Show Radio Show. proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. <laughs> SFM South Africa's news and information leader, well, we've just heard from uh, Kevin Johnson talking about Kubomelu uh, Kurisang and indeed how impressive uh, the youngster has been. But part of that thoroughly impressive South African under-20 side, Amajita squad that is coached by Tabo Sanong, that has qualified successfully for the FIFA under-20 World Cup that will be in uh, Korea, Korea Republic, uh, South Korea as it's more commonly referred to, uh, in May. So exciting times for uh, youth football in South Africa indeed. I'm delighted to say we've got from Zambia, Coach Tabo Sanong, Tabo, thanks for joining us. Good evening and congratulations. Oh,
2: good evening, John, and thank you for having me. Thank you so
0: much. Now, I, I have to ask you, you must be ridiculously proud of these youngsters, despite the fact that uh, you lost uh, in the semi-final to the hosts Zambia yesterday. You must be re- really proud of uh, of what this team has achieved and, and how they've played.
2: Yeah, we're yeah, we obviously proud of the team, uh, because we achieved the objective of qualifying for the One Cup. Uh, you know, it's uh, well done to the boys. They worked very hard. And um, obviously, well done to the technical team. You know, we worked as a team. We worked very hard in terms of preparing this team and the uh, recruiting players. So, uh, we achieved the objective. We are very happy. And then, yeah, it's still a long road going forward. But we just have to continue working hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, in terms of uh, in, in terms of the exciting parts and positives to take out of this tournament, I think there's so much that you can. But let's talk about a few of them in particular. Um, one of them is the fact that you've qualified for the World Cup. We'll focus on that in more detail in just a bit. But the other was uh, the fact that the goal scoring has been relatively easy. Although weren't able to score in the in the semi final yesterday, the, the goal scoring has been impressive by by this team. Uh, Overall, are you happy with the fact that you scored, what, nine goals in four games in this tournament so far?
2: Yeah, no, we, you know, we're very happy. I mean, this is one aspect that we've been working on as a, you know, coaching staff, just to teach, uh, encourage our players to play in the opponent half, uh, composure, confidence in the box, just to score goals because it is important uh, to improve uh, the confidence of goal scorers in South Africa. You know, if you look at the problems that we've had uh, in our national teams, in our clubs, of course, uh, goal scoring is very important. You know, if you want to win games, and we've been doing very well in that. Uh, we just also need to be organised when we defend, and then we can be uh, become we can become a better team if we just if we improve on that aspect. But I'm happy that we have a lot of goals for us. But it goes with the talent, the quality of individuals that we have, and the training, the guidance, the coaching that we give them every day.
0: Can I ask you on that point, uh, Tabo? I mean, you, you've got a very diverse group of players. Some play in the uh, the Absa Premiership, some uh, play in the MDC squads for, uh, for for their respective sides. Some not at that level, but others, of course, play in in Europe. Uh, play with, with with clubs that are teaching them um, various aspects in, in 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 Portugal, for example. I, I'm thinking of Liam Jordan and uh, and and Luther Singh, for example. Has it been easy to try and get everybody on the same page and try to get everybody at the uh, at the the same level uh, in preparation for this championship.
2: Yeah, well, obviously it was not easy initially, but uh, you know we we're very fortunate to get the support from our FAFA authorities of Jordan. The CEO, Mr. Mambo, you know, they allowed us to have enough weeks to prepare for this tournament. They allowed us to have friendly games uh, to play, you know, against countries like Mali. South Africa. So that allowed uh, our boys to join, to understand the philosophy of training and playing in the team, to uh, for team cohesion, you know, to integrate, to dress, to understand each other emotionally. So you know, it, it ended up becoming a, a team that uh, works as a unit, you know, when we defend, when you attack. So we're very fortunate that this time we had enough time to prepare, we had enough time to play friendly. So integration, Yes, uh, very easy from a social emotional
0: point of view. Can I ask you though on the point of defence? Uh, look, there has been a little bit, in my opinion, some defensive naivete from from the squad. But overall, uh, it's something that comes with with time. It's uh, d- defence is not quite as instinctive as as, as scoring, for example. Uh, certainly in my book, has it been something that you've you've, you've struggled with trying to? Trying to work that out and is it something that you are happy to concede will come with time as long as the the the, the players play uh, competitively a lot more
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's young style that you are working with and you know some of the characteristics is inconsistency, losing concentration You know, but we're coaching them and guiding them to become more consistent uh, they reduce a number of mistakes, you know. So they'll always make mistakes when they work with the young staff. But um, I think it's one aspect that is improving. We're uh, guiding most of these boys. Uh, the team is improving. And Yeah, I, I, I believe that uh, when we start uh, the World Cup games, we probably will become better in terms of how we defend. Actually, we defended very well even last night against Zambia. You know, so I believe that that will improve with size because when you're working with youngsters, uh, you need time. You know, development is a process. These are not fully fresh uh, professional players. They'll always become erratic, you know, in in, in some phases, in some areas of the game. So it's always important to continuously guide, mentor, teach them uh, so that they can be ready and complete when they join their professional clubs uh, in the PSL. In the NSC and farm maybe in their respective
0: clubs overseas, and not to mention in national teams. Let's talk about two of your players being called up for Bafana Bafana earlier today. Uh, Luther Singh and uh, and Bakamani have both been given the nod by by caretaker coach Owen Dagama. That must please uh, not only the players but uh, but you. Are these two players you think uh, players that are well capable of stepping into national team roles already?
2: Yeah, I'm very happy. Firstly, congratulations to the two young lads, Tazamani and Lipa. But uh, I'm not surprised, Dwayne. I mean, you look at the SAFA vision. Uh, it's about frustrating the development of young players, giving the uh, players that are ready an opportunity to shine at a higher level. And yeah, the vision is going on, if you remember how Rivaldo Gautier was fast by uh, Mr. Mashaba, and now the same is happening. Now uh, the technical team led, that is led by Mr. D'Agama also felt uh, that they need to reward the youngsters that they have been doing well in the in the in their the clubs and of course in the junior national teams and in this case Luta has done well in the Kwasata Cup last year and then of course now Pagamani uh, also we uh, has been noticed. Remember he was the influential player when the ended qualified for the Olympics. So yeah. Uh, the talented young that are ready must always be given a chance. And uh, I believe that in the near future, a lot of young stars from both under 23 other teams will be given a chance. And this is good for the development of football in South Africa. And it's very it's a good context to strengthen the talented players. Because this is how Brazil which is threatening their senior national teams when they engage players like Ronaldo. Mario and Roma, give you an opportunity to shine at the higher level as early as possible.
0: Well, uh, Tabo, absolutely. I think uh, uh, youngsters being given an opportunity to shine is not only true of the players. I think you're an example of youngsters being given an opportunity to shine as, uh, as coaches as well. I mean, you're, you're, you're younger than some of the players and you're already doing things on the international stage. So I'm, I'm delighted for you. I'm delighted for your players. I'm really proud of, of, of what you guys have achieved. But I know you want to go and watch Senegal and Guinea as well because you'll be facing the, the loser of that match in the third and fourth place playoffs. And we wish you certainly everything of the best for that game as well. Come back with a bronze medal at
2: least thank you so much and then once again just want to thank uh, the club home uh, for leaving this players for this important tournament and a big thank you to the supporters uh, the members of the media the support that you, you've been getting here in Zambia is highly appreciated and of course the support that we have received from the office of the uh, you know the leader Dr. Jordan and the CEO Mr. Mambos you know, they really supported us and then make sure that they support us and get the right preparation camp in order for us to succeed. And uh, we are happy that uh, the team managed to qualify. But it was a collective effort and uh, we really appreciate the support uh, that we get, especially from clubs uh, by losing the players. Because besides, uh, without players, the national team will always torture. Thank you very much. Nick.
0: Thank you. PSL Radio Show, Show. proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. just on the point of that match uh, uh, currently underway half time between Senegal and Guinea Senegal are leading Guinea by a goal to nil so it looks like South Africa will be playing Guinea in the third fourth place playoff and Senegal will be meeting host Zambia in Sunday's final for the uh, 2017 under 20 Africa Cup of Nations but all four nations have qualified for the uh, under 20 FIFA World Cup we would love Q2 stay in contact with us on social media you can use SAFM underscore radio on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and you can email the executive producer Chick, using a sport at sfm.co.za. From uh, the team tonight, producer Shabon Chedi and me, Dwayne Delocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's seven o'clock.